What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. And if you're called to ministry, you're called to prepare. See how you can be equipped to live your calling at Southwestern Seminary's Preview Day. When you attend Preview Day on April 12th, you'll get to see the campus, meet professors, and explore various degrees. And signing up is completely free and painless. So register for Preview Day at swibits.edu forward slash NAB. Kyle, how are you doing? And let me just tell you, I'm cold. It was 90-something degrees here yesterday. Yeah. It is not today. No. And uh, I, I, it's going to get colder, but it's like 45 right now. And I'm yeah. in every degree difference. How are you doing? Yeah, it, it has been warm here. Um, we've also had a couple of those wonderful West Texas wind days um, where you can taste the air. Um, it's, it's pretty gross. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's cold here too. And I don't like it because I am, I think I've shared this. I'm an assistant tennis coach at the moment. And we had a tennis tournament on Saturday where, I mean, it was comfortable to be outside in shorts and t-shirts. Like it was perfect. And, um, today is not going to be quite that way. So have you thought about getting sick? (laughs) Just calling in sick. No, 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 no. I love tennis, man. I love it. I mean, even oh. even in 45 degrees, I love getting out there. I'm waiting on the, the, the Kyle Beerman pickleball era. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> you That's know what? I would do it. Um, in all eras. Yeah, there are there are a lot of, where, where our, our team practices, there are a lot of pickleball courts. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks yeah. like fun. I, I've only really played around with it. I've not really gotten into pickleball, but. I would play waffle ball, which is kind of like wiffle, wiffle ball. But I say that to give me the chance to say this. Today marks <laughs> the 11-year anniversary of the waffle streak. Today need- on 2013 or in 2013, Thursday. It was a Thursday, by the way. February 28th, 2013 at about 6.58 a.m. I ate a waffle, and then on Friday, I, and then on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, until today. In fact, right now, I can see my wife is cooking a waffle in the kitchen, so it looks like I will begin year number 11. She is not retired from my waffle making, her waffle making, my waffle eating, and uh, today is 4,017. <laughs> so, yeah, one, uh, another golf clap. There you golf go. Golf clap. Uh, anyway, uh, Kyle, two things before we dig into our, our, our sermon or our sermon, (laughs) uh, we're going to do this one in honor of Dr. Matty Ice, Matt Queen, the brand new pastor of Friendly Avenue Baptist Church. Again, right. He was, was he the pastor there before? He was a pastor. He wasn't. Okay. Okay. He was not the pastor. He was associate pastor, missions pastor, evangelism pastor. I don't know. High voice pastor. One of them. Is there a more appropriately named church for Matt Queen to go and become the pastor? Not on the planet. Unless it was (laughs) somewhere like High Tenor Baptist Church. That would be the only thing more apt to Matt Queen. Uh, But we love. Very excited for Matt. And this one we hope is going to be helpful for Matt Queen. You know, as he, he preaches a lot. Uh, but 
you know, my, my boy has like one sermon. It's like, go and, and evangelize. <laughs> That's the sermon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Matt is a faithful expositor of scripture and has been super helpful to me in my preaching, specifically uh, helping with the, the gospel invitation, which, by the way, happened to be outreaches, outreach magazines or outreach, whatever you call that, like evangelism resource of the year. So whoop, whoop to the hey. Matt Queen, Matty Ice, and uh, so I guess I should read it then. I I have it on my shelf, but I should should actually read it. You you probably should. It's short, kind of like my books. But uh, we, I have now dubbed him the Pulpit of Fire, and uh, (laughs) so so he's going to go to Friendly Avenue, or or isn't really? I think there he's basically starting right away. And so this podcast is in honor of, and we hope help for Matt Queen. If you like it, great. But terms and conditions are that your mileage may vary. This one is for Matt Queen and anybody that may want some help with their illustrations. Kyle, you know that I have a love-hate relationship with illustrations. Um, I really don't like them. and uh, But the best ones certainly come from my family. And when in doubt, I do sometimes go to sermonillustrations.com. Click that little letter at the top and look for whatever subject I'm on and hope for the best. And I'm like, this one's terrible. This one's terrible. This one's terrible. This one's terrible. (laughs) And eventually I land on one. I'm like, that one works. It's baseball. That sounds like me. Let's go for it. Anyway, we're going to talk about five essential resources for sermon illustrations by Sam Rayner. Sam Rayner. I'm a big fan. Are you? I'm I'm a fan of Sam. I thought you were going to say I'm not. Uh, I was like, <laughs> where go, Kyle? Uh, so this is an article from the Baptist Press Toolbox, which has some incredible stuff for you and for pastors, for leaders. And this one digs into sermon illustrations. Now, we've got a lot of guys that are listening to this that are pastors and uh, that love the exposition side, love the studying side, and maybe like me and are like, hey, I need to illustrate this because it's kind of hard to understand or whatever it might be. Uh, illustrations are a way to help that, but can also hurt that uh, if you're not careful. And, uh, you know, you can go down a bad rabbit hole really quickly if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah. But so let's talk about five primary sources that Sam Rayner suggests. And number one, I've kind of alluded to earlier, is real life. Uh, man, if you have kids, you got a ton available uh to you but i do recommend getting their permission (laughs) like certainly be careful with the ones that you use it's already a glass house uh but but get their permission kyle let's talk about real life illustrations yeah so i mean this can be stuff like you said in your family this can be stuff that you just experience um I would also say if if you have kind of a humorous illustration about some way that you messed up, like Matt has a ton of of ways that he's uh, no, I've never made a mistake. <laughs> um, th- those can be good because for one thing, like people tend to connect with our mistakes, right? It, it, like if, oh, yeah. if they know that their pastor, they, if they know that their pastor is not, <laughs> yeah, if they if they know that their pastor is not perfect. And you don't even try to like give off this air that you're perfect. Um, that that removes a wall, and and suddenly will um, will help people pay more attention to you, and and I think give you some more credibility as well. So if you can do that um, and and do it in 
you know, especially a humorous way. Um, but then don't be afraid just to share stories that you've encountered. Um, because again, that's real life. That, that's stuff that folks have probably encountered in their own lives as well. Um, th- those can be really good illustrations to help connect and drive home your sermon points. So Kyle, you've explained it. Now illustrate that. Give us an example of a time you were a complete and total fool. I was a complete and total fool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire Texas Rangers World Series run? <laughs> I was just uh, imitating um, a friend of mine who happens to be an Astros fan and, <laughs> <laughs> and trolling right. him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, number. So I'll, I'll give you one real quick. We're, we're in the middle of prayer and, and stuff like that. And a sermon series on prayer. Oh, I got one. And, and so I shared how, you know, my, you know, when we were talking about just focus and actually, you know, praying and realizing who you're praying to and why we're praying, how we pray, all of that kind of stuff. I shared an introduction about how, you know, everybody knows I I go out on a prayer run and walk every morning and somebody said, I don't know how you, you know, do that for an hour. I said, oh, let me, let me just put that in a little illustration. And I got up, I was like, I might pray for five minutes because it's like, dear God, thank you for this day. And then I feel a buzz on my phone and I check in the notification on my phone or my mind spaces or a dog barks or whatever it is. And I'm so distracted. And so I shared a story about how distracted I get in my prayers and that I would arrive home just frustrated that I felt like I wasted that, that time of prayer. And, uh, but it gave me a time to use an old line, but there was a, an attempt. And uh, so, so anyway, let's talk about the so, next one. So I do have one. You, you, wanted, you wanted to hear one. I, I, do, okay. I do have one. Came, one came to mind. Um, back in January, I was preaching in a church in Louisiana. Um, and, and it was one of those, I was doing some events and just dropped in and, and was preaching. And as, at the beginning of my sermon, I read the text and then I'm praying. And I, th- and I said, God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to be at First Baptist Church. Problem is, I was not at First Baptist Church. I was at Calvary Baptist Church. So, I mean, I I'm it. sure I'm sure God loves the folks over at F- FBC, but that was not where I was that morning. I love it. If that's the only mistake Kyle has ever made, consider yourself blessed. <laughs> Number two, history. Yeah, uh, Sam, we'll dig into this a little bit. Uh, I'll also remind you: you probably have somebody in your congregation that knows history better than you. Yes, so so, be, so you, get it right. <laughs> if, if you go like me at times to sermon illustrations, because I don't know history at all, and I always had like the football coach was my history teacher, and and I, had, you know, we just did crosswords. Anyway, if not all uh, football coach teachers are like that, let me make that caveat. Mine were <laughs> anyway. Know the history because I got up and I shared some story from a war or whatever, and I had a guy that let me know uh, it was close. Uh, but that's not exactly uh, at all accurate. Uh, so, so make sure you know it. Uh, but this is sometimes maybe it's local history uh, that can certainly endear you if you're in a more historic uh, church or a historic town, and you can even talk about the history of that church to apply something or illustrate illustrate something. Uh, you know, if you tie in some old war stuff, certainly around a Memorial Day, Veterans Day, those are easy, low hanging fruit opportunities to use kind of a history or a more war-centric or army-centric uh, lesson. Let's talk about that one, Kyle. You know history because you you like to read. I do like to read. So let's talk about that. 
Yeah, th- this is really good. Um, uh, again, especially if it's a it, if you have some history buffs in your in your church, this will really connect with them. Um, and, and I like what you said. If you can connect like some local history, even like the church's history, um, and and maybe something that that happened in in the history of the church that that applies to what you're preaching on, th- those are really good things. You're exactly right. Make sure you get it right. Um, don't mess it up. So, so you know, if you came across like a really good illustration in a book, um, you, you want to go back and double check that and then um, do some research on that to make sure that what the author said is accurate, right? Um, because you you don't want to mess that up because that, that can gain you some credibility, but boy, you could also lose some credibility in yeah. a hurry if you, if you mess up a historical reference. Speaking of one you could mess up, current events, current news. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Ooh. here he he doesn't necessarily talk into ways to be careful with that. Um, and I'm not griping about that. These are just, you know, five examples. But you got to be careful. Yep. We are entering, we've talked about this before, a majorly polarized year with another election. Obviously, a key Southern Baptist convention uh, that's coming up in June, all of that kind of stuff. So. So be ye careful with how you handle current events and yeah. so forth. But your people know they're yes. they're watching Fox, they're watching CNN, they're watching MSNBC, they're watching in our case Fox Four or NBC Five or all of those things, CBS Eleven. They're watching it, yeah. so they know what's happening. Uh, but not everything that's on the news channel is newsworthy, right? But as you're watching the news. Uh, and you get one that maybe is a feel good or an inspiring news story yeah. of meeting needs or something like that. Uh, you know, file it away. You know, go and, and everything you see usually on a local station is going to be on their website. And so yeah. I have a file of some of those things. Uh, but there are also good, bad, and ugly that you can see on the news. Uh, if you want to illustrate sin and its effects, there's <laughs> an entire uh, nine o'clock news that will tell you all of that. Um, yep. So be careful with it. But current news, and Kyle, let's move quickly to the next one, pop culture. Yeah. Uh, don't dismiss it. Uh, you know, you you will have some in your congregation that might be like Jonathan Howe and know each and everything that Taylor Swift does and does. And you can, you know, connect with that particular person on a deeper level if you share a Taylor Swift pop culture reference or whatever. Uh, but but there are ways to harness this to connect yeah. with those. It's not just talking about the latest fad, all of that kind of stuff, the latest gadget. Um, I, I even know, uh, I was doing my sermon prep before here, and we're in the uh, the text in Hebrews about him being our great high priest and uh, how we're able to approach the throne, that he sympathizes with us in our weakness. And so I gave a nod, and I didn't dig into, but I gave a nod to the controversy around he gets us uh, and kind of took it to the next step. I said, you know, uh, I'm not going to wait, and I even mentioned that, I'm not going to wade into the good, bad, and ugly of the He Gets Us commercials, but we're all aware of it. Uh, this is a nod to that. He sympathizes with us. He does get us. He does understand us, mm-hmm. but it goes further than that because of his work 
for us and, and standing for us in the presence of, of God, we are able to. And so I took it to the next step. He doesn't just get us. He's able to help us. He is able to save us and, and all of that kind of stuff. And so it was a nod to that pop culture kind of situation. Uh, but but yeah, Kyle. Yeah, this is going to require that you know your people because you'll know what connects with them. Um, so when I first got to Clayton, New Mexico, um, rural community, an older congregation, generally speaking, um, I threw out an office reference that fell way flat. Um, and it just, it just, it just didn't work. Um, now later on, I found out Johnny Cash connected because a lot of the older folks there listened to his music, liked him. And so you've got to know your audience, right? Um, when I, when I moved to Alamogordo, had a younger congregation, office references would, would connect, um, for whatever reason, the princess bride, anytime I could make a reference to the princess bride, that was a huge hit. Um, so, you know, over time you'll learn your congregation, you'll get to know them and, and you'll find out kind of some of the interests there and you'll know, okay, I can use this interest and this is going to connect with these folks. I can use this, um, reference. It'll connect with these folks. Don't just pick one, but, but make sure that you're using some that will connect across generations, across, um, kind of some of the different segments in your congregation. In my work as an associational missionary, I would occasionally re-preach a sermon. And I started one to set up a title, just the title for my sermon, uh, where it was uh, boldly going where many have gone before. Oh, nice. And uh, about our, you know, following blindly or uh, blindly going where many have, have gone before and was was a title uh, to play on that boldly going uh, you know, f- phrase from Star Trek. So I'm setting it up and I'm <laughs> to start it out. I said, how many Star Trek fans do we have here <laughs> this morning? Not, <laughs> not one. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, Oh, Uh-oh. here goes a quarter of my intro. And, <laughs> uh, so I did it anyway. And I said, so there was a show <laughs> years ago in a movie and it had this opening little deal and da 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 da. These are the, you know, the voyages of the Star Trek, you know, whatever. And so I did that. The next week I preached it again and I'm going in. I'm like, am I going to go for this again? Am I, I'm just going to do it. How many Star Trek fans? <laughs> I had like half of the church, <laughs> up like the little yep. book and salute. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And it was like <laughs> the best illustration ever. So know that you're, that pop culture stuff, it, it can be hit or miss, but it, yeah. it you've got to know your people. Yep. Uh, and then finally, there is uh, biblical examples. Uh, and I guess there's also the the jokes that we'll touch on briefly, but there's biblical examples. Um, obviously, as Bible preachers, one of the best way you can illustrate something is maybe with a cross-reference or another story that illustrates what you're studying. Uh, but, but talk about that real quick, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the easiest one uh, of them all um, to go back and and find somewhere in the Bible, a character, a story, um, something that, you know, if you're in the Old Testament, maybe you can connect something in the New Testament that, that applies to that and vice versa, right? If you're preaching through the Gospels, you can find something in in the life of Noah or Moses or or David, one of the Old Testament characters that's going to connect to what you're, you're talking about. Um, and one of the things that that does 
is it helps your people understand that that the Bible is not just a collection of standalone stories, right? But there is a narrative that runs through it. And you're going to make the Bible a whole lot more interesting to your people who probably don't know it as well as you would like to think that your people know the Bible. Um, so don't just assume that they know those illustrations, connect those things, and it'll, it'll um, add a deeper level to your sermon and help your folks under have a deeper understanding of scripture as well. Yeah. All right, Kyle, the final one, if you will, he kind of throws this in aside is uh, jokes. Yeah. Uh, what about them? Uh, um, uses them sparingly. Uh, sparingly. Yeah. Um, and then he says, if he lands one, uh, they, it, it's a rare occasion because they mostly fall. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so when it comes to jokes, I would say go for, uh, honestly, the lamer, the better, right? Uh, dad jokes are going to connect, even if you get like a groan or, um, you, you know, the, the, uh, but, but they'll remember it. And, and the thing about it is you don't want to just tell a joke. I, I remember hearing a pastor one time who every Sunday he would tell a joke that would have nothing to do with the sermon whatsoever. I mean, it was <laughs> they, they, the, the, the joke and the sermon existed in completely different universes. All right. Don't do that. Don't tell a joke just for the sake of having a joke. If you have a joke that connects, and again, I'm a big fan of dad jokes. Um, so if you can, if you have a good one that connects with the sermon, don't be afraid to use it, but I agree. Use it sparingly. And, and Sam says this too, don't end with one. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> that's when coming to an invitation, a time yeah. of response. <laughs> Haven't told you about why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, you, yeah. You, you don't want to, you, you want to make sure that the, that you're ending with, you know, a, a call of response of some kind, whether that's to accept Christ to um, take the next step in, in whatever your sermon was, was leading to. And a joke will kill that if you add that at the end. So be wise in how you use them. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. Be wise, um, use them sparingly, but don't be afraid to use them. Yep. Well, so we have a pastor here uh, that comes to every breakfast, a retired pastor, and his job at each of the meetings that we have, each of the breakfasts we have, is he stands up to share some West Texas wisdom. <laughs> he had this exceedingly already offended. He had this exceedingly long intro to get to this. <laughs> and it was advice for a pastor that came from a couple of ladies, I think doing a needing him to do a funeral, whatever. But it was this long story to get to it. And then he said, and their advice, show up. Speak up and shut up. <laughs> so, uh, okay. so that was his West Texas wisdom. Yeah. And, you know, simple whatever. It got everybody kind of chuckling. And he, he looked at me and said, that's my advice to you, son. <laughs> and uh, as you, you know, start this ministry. and uh, But it got everybody laughing. So yeah. sometimes it's a way to to enter into that sermon time, to, to kind of bring the, the, the crowd with you a little bit, yeah. a little story. There's guys that come in and they're like, James, whatever, let's go. And they read the text and they just, it's like, boom. And you're in it at yep. 60 miles per hour. Sometimes you can uh, warm them up, for lack of a better word, just build that relationship real quick and, and just connect with them uh, with some laughter. There's a thousand ways to do it. 
we'd love to hear how you do it what works well for you what's your favorite illustration and if you have some better resources to suggest to me than sermonillustrations.com uh, because otherwise I'm going to keep using my daughters uh, with their permission after all. But Kyle, love you, man. Hope you have a great day and that you don't freeze to death as you're playing tennis and everyone <laughs> else you. that's listening in. May your coffee be as black as night and as bold as a gospel. We declare. Have a good day. Take care. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs>